Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Let me push some buttons and see if we're getting any audio here, because it doesn't look like we are. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know. What's going on here? Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Let's, yeah, I, I see the sound. Hang on. Uh, let me uh, see what is going on here. And see if I can fix it. Blop, blop, blop. There we go. How about now? I think it's are working. We, are we there? There we go. Yeah, we're on. Um, yeah, sorry about that, guys. We are here. It is the Drive-In Speaker Box. Uh, for those of you that are listening to the podcast recording of this, you're going to be like, what was all that technical blah dee blah But uh, we're, we're here, so we got it fixed. Technical nonsense. That's what happens when you do it live. Every time that you see... Um, you know, uh, uh, one of our episodes, we we don't uh, we don't rehearse this, we don't edit this. This is recorded live. We hit go, and then we're we're in your face. So yeah, sometimes these little technical difficulties happen. So uh, welcome to the show. We're we're here. Um, yeah, this is the Drive-In Speaker Box. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I am Slick Doggy the Grip, and he's back. I'm he, back. You had you had the COVID, yeah. I unfortunately did, uh, and every person in my life took that as an opportunity to tell me that they can't believe that I'm the one <laughs> that actually got the stuff because uh, I wear my mask all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have all my vaccinations that I've been allowed to get. I need to get my second booster. Uh, someone told me that's open up to all age groups, but I think they make you wait a certain time after. Yeah, even children <laughs> can get it now. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, my uh, uh, my fiancé had gotten sick, and I think it just it took about a week, and then it finally got to me. So, Well, we're glad to have you back. Uh, being sick's no fun. No, it was not. Uh, it's not a joke. It was awful. I had a real bad time. And I still can't really smell stuff very well. I feel like everybody's going to get it. So, you know, it's just going to, just, just, it's coming for you. Thanks, Adam. It's coming for you. And uh, thanks for that sub, Vince, over there. Another, another long time sub. If you are wanting to watch, wanting to participate online, you can hit us up on our Facebook, our Twitch, or our YouTubes every Monday night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. You can be a part of the fun right here from the Speaker Box Studios. Uh, every Monday night. So this week, we've got some stuff to talk about. Um, not a whole lot of big news. You know, we both went and saw Thor mm-hmm. uh, Love and Thunder. Uh, we're going to be talking about that later in the show. Um, oh, wow. Vince with the 12 months of full year. It has been a whole year. Wow. Nice. The uh, Wow, that's intense. Um, thank you. Thank you for your continued mm-hmm. support of the drive-in speaker box because a viewer like you uh it allows us to um you know almost pay a fraction of the restream uh io uh subscription so How about that? thank you very much um what up bottle rocket what up james in the chat adam over on youtube sam on facebook uh everybody already in 
the chat. But we're going to be talking about Thor Love and Thunder later in the show, but there has, uh, you know, got to go through some news, got to talk about some new stuff that happened, uh, some people that have died. Uh, probably the biggest death in Hollywood over the past handful of days was, of course, uh, actor uh, James Caan. Mm. Um, guy has been in so many movies, always playing kind of like that hard-ass dude, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's James Caan. He's just been in... He's been in so many freaking things. Um, he was an elf. He was an elf. Uh, he was actually. Um, he's. There's going to be a movie next year coming out, uh, Fast Charlie, which will probably be the last, last uh, role that you'll see him in because it's actually in post production. He was supposed to be in two other films, uh, Redemption and Acre Beyond the Rye, which were both announced projects. I don't know if any of those have been filmed or if he's actually going to be able to be in those movies at all. If anything had been uh, taking place pre-production wise but um but yeah he was you know he was still acting years old all the way up until his final days making that weird haircut somehow work <laughs> this big bushy like the hair going like the sideburns like going into like hairstyle territory very strange so um but uh, as Sam said, I love the Godfather game that had James Conn reprising his role as Sonny Corleone. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, James Conn was a cool dude, you know. He was, uh, Vince said he liked at the end of each tweet on Twitter, he would type, that's the tweet. Um, how does he, I mean, there's only so much space you get on Twitter. So uh, I don't know how you could sacrifice those characters for saying that's the tweet unless you just, your tweets were always very very small but uh but james con pouring one out there um if you've got something to pour i'm just drinking ice water this week i'm trying to be good i yeah, like there you go. Uh, yeah hey, i'm cutting out a lot of alcohol and Smart. food and i mean it's not because like alcohol isn't awesome i'm just trying to cut calories and well, uh, you don't want to end up like one of the many other people in the celebrity deadpool here um because it was announced today. I'm just saying, being healthy, dude. Stay healthy. I'm trying. I'm trying. You can live to 82 like James Conn or 94 like Monty Norman, uh, the man who composed the James Bond theme song. Yep. It was announced today that he passed away. Um, so there you go. And another actor uh, at 94 years old as well, uh, LQ Jones. Uh, name might not ring a bell, but you've probably seen him before. He acted since 55 up until 2006. Dang. But he was in The Wild Bunch. He was in the movie The Edge, if you've ever seen that, where the bear is, like, attacking Anthony You'll pay for the whole scene, but you'll only need The Edge. Yeah. Where the three dudes were, like, trapped in the wilderness. Yeah, three dudes for a minute, and then one of them gets eaten by the bear. Yeah, Yeah. and it turns out that um, uh, Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins have, like, to fight each other and the bear and, and stuff and survive. I, saw, I remember seeing that in the theater. Well, and, that, that would have and, been terrifying in the theater. Well, I well, I mean, seeing movies with me, because I always end up laughing uncontrollably, like in very inappropriate times. Like my, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, things that make me laugh out loud are very strange. And um, in that in that film, when the bear just out of nowhere just leaps out and just beat it just chomps that dude yeah he picks him up in his mouth and like runs away and he's gone (laughs) and and i just just 
it just couldn't help it, but I just busted out laughing. I was the only one in the theater that busted out laughing. Yeah, because and that scene is absolutely terrifying. It's yeah. in the dark. They're sitting around the campfire. Their plane has crashed because of stupid birds, and they're trying they're to survive. real. They're trying to survive in in Alaska wilderness, freezing to death. Didn't bring their hatchet. And the bear just leaps out of the woods, <laughs> grabs that dude, doesn't care about the fire. And gives him a good shake. Yeah, and he like can hold him in his mouth because the bear is so massive, and yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, he, As Sam said, kind of like Samuel Jackson and the shark. It was that deep blue sea where he's like giving this motivational speech well, to everybody. He's like, I'm Samuel Jackson. And yeah, the first time I saw that movie, it was like, what the hell? Because they just took out the biggest name in the entire movie. Because yeah, I couldn't afford him for the rest of the movie. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, dude was also in like Mask of Zorro. He was in uh, The Patriot uh, and one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid, Lightning Jack. Oh, Lightning Jack. Yeah. He was also in, he was just in tons of war movies Paul and Hogan, yeah. Yeah. And stuff like yeah, Paul Hogan and uh, Cuba Gooding Cuba Jr. Jr. He was before the, the, the world deaf and mute guy. Yeah. That, well, yeah. yeah. Well, he was he was mute. He wasn't deaf. He was oh, okay. just mute. Just yeah. mute. I couldn't remember. I knew he couldn't. I knew he couldn't speak, and he yeah. had to write things on the. Yeah, he had the know. notepad, and he'd write it down. And that one prostitute has him upstairs, and she's like, "I can do anything I want, and you can't tell anybody." And he starts to be like, "Yeah, I can write it down." And he goes, "Oh wait." He's like, you're right. You're yeah. right. Can't tell nobody. Yeah, can't tell anybody. Mm. Uh, lots of good movies. So uh, that one, uh, you know, but 94. Hey, that's I don't way know. to go. I mean, A, I don't know if I'll make it to 94. And B, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I feel that. You know? Because well, like I have, I, you know, I can't. And now this is going to sound really depressing, but I don't think I'll have anything to live for past like seventy. Uh, you know, you, you I'm, never know. I'm not, I don't have any grandkids. I don't have any kids. Uh, you know, I was like, what if everything's going to be done? I'm just going to be an old cottering ding dong, like farting around through life, being like, someone noticed me. Oh. You know, and it's just like fucking kill me, I guess. Like, you know, we'll still be here doing the podcast, I guess. Probably. And uh, a moth will come and land on my face. <laughs> like, he's just like, don't die, boom operator. Let me just get in your eye. I'll just put you in this. Let this. it, let it, let it go. Let no. it be. Because it's going to fly in my face again. I'm just going to put it in that cup and I'll let set it, it free later. Uh, well, coming in 30 years younger, passing away, Lenny Von Dolan, who played the keeper of Laura Palmer's journal and uh, botanist boy in Twin Peaks. Uh, he passed away. And, and a lot of these people, they said it was just after like short illnesses. Like they're it's like, weird, oh, I'm dude. sick. You know, so careful out there, everybody. Yeah, you're going to die. We're all going to die. I felt like I was going to when I had that COVID dog. I tell you, like, first two days, <laughs> it was a bad time. Well, uh, those are the people that died, died. Uh, a couple of trailers dropped. Uh, what's up, Q, over on Facebook? Um, a couple of trailers dropped. I watched, you know, there was a big trailer that dropped for Thor uh, Love and Thunder that was pretty interesting because you don't see a lot of movies from David O. Russell. Uh, but the new David O. Russell trailer for... Um, excuse me, Amsterdam, uh, dropped this weekend at the theaters. And um, we're talking, like, insane ensemble cast. Um, and I was having a conversation with uh, the old storyboarder, actually, who um, is going to be... He's alive. He's still alive. He's actually going to be working on some stuff for the show, to some illustrations that we can use. Um, we've been working on some ideas for that. But we were just talking about, like, you know, how character actors have died. 
You know, uh, it's like the concept of an actor that plays multiple characters is kind of going away and being replaced with just celebrity, you know. And in this film, Amsterdam, you know, it stars Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and John David Washington. Among, you know, you got Chris Rock, Andy Taylor-Joy, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, Taylor Swift, like Rami Malek, Robert De Niro. You've got like just this insane cast of people. But almost everybody in this movie is just kind of like, here's Robert De Niro being Robert De Niro in this movie. Here's Chris Rock sort of not being over-the-top Chris Rock, but still Chris Rock. Here's um, Margot Robbie being Margot Robbie. And, like, if you close your eyes, you're like, okay, it's Harley Quinn. Oh, no, no, not Harley Quinn. This is a different movie. Um, And, you know... I, I really like seeing all of these talented people on screen, but where's the point where we're watching them just because they're famous uh, and going to see these movies because they're famous and going, oh, wow, this movie because they're famous and not like these people are acting really well. Uh, as Vince said in Twitch, kind of like professional voice actors, you know, yeah, like you see all these animated movies coming out that's not like voice actors making a character. It's here's... Jack Black being a fat panda bear that kind of looks like Jack Black that's just a panda bear. And, uh, you know, all of these these celebrities are like, and the voices of these celebrities that you know sounding exactly like themselves in these character roles. Um, it's weird. Yeah, but uh, Christian Bale can kind of be a character actor. He's, he's You noticed I didn't mention him in this movie. Yeah, though, I mean, he, cha- he will transform himself to the point yeah. that it's very unhealthy for him. Yeah, so, you know, he's he looks like he's probably going to carry this movie, honestly. But David O. Russell makes good movies. If you don't know his movies, you know, he, like, I kind of got into the David O. Russell game back in 2000 and, uh, well, actually, I guess it was in the 90s with Three Kings. Um, not his best, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie, but then he just, like, I Heart Huckabees came along in 2004, and I love that movie. I absolutely love I Heart Huckabees. And, you know, a lot of people got on the David O. Russell train with Silver Linings Playbook because it got a lot of nominations and some Oscar wins. And then American Hustle, of course, came afterwards and got, again, more accolades. Um, but now everyone's like, oh, David O. Russell, you know, because he does tend to write and produce and direct his own films. Um, and they all have kind of a, uh, a specific flavor, but, uh, but yeah, I thought it was a cool looking trailer. It'll be interesting. Uh, shout outs to Tyler just joining us over on YouTube. What up? Al Topich says David O. Russell doesn't know how to make a proper ensemble movie. I'm see, and I'm worried about that too, because, you know, I do like some of his earlier scripts. I think he does, uh, do interesting stuff, but I think this movie might get crushed under the weight of its celebrity and that's just, you know, my my opinion. But Yeah, I mean, and, you put Taylor Swift in a movie, and it's just like, where can you go from there? Yeah, I'm feeling 22. Um, but that, that trailer dropped and thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, what other trailer did I want to mention? Uh, Clerks. Oh, oh, Clerks. Clerks 3? Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on Clerks 3? You Did you see the trailer? I did, and I also saw it advertised as a Fathom event release for two days only. Didn't they do that with, like... Um, uh, Silent J, uh, that was like the... The was reboot. A, the reboot, that yeah. we have a poster for somewhere. Yeah, it's back. I think it's on one of the shelves. We've got it oh, up here yeah, somewhere. Yeah, we got a poster for it because we went and we watched it. Um, we have too many things here in the studio <laughs> that we can't display them all. There's just like, there's piles of things down here. Uh, man, you know, so I'm not... At one point in time, 
I really liked Kevin Smith movies. You know, uh, I thought Mallrats was super rad. 90s Kevin Smith was a thing. It Jay was and Silent a, yeah. Bob Strikes Back was a lot of fun. It's uh, a snapshot of a, t- a period of time. Yeah, Dogma was okay. You know, uh, but you had Chasing Amy was goofy. But so you, at one point in time, I thought it was like really good stuff. <laughs> then Clerks 2 happened and you're like, come on, man, what are you doing? Uh, and, and Clerks 3 just looks like another attempt at the reboot type thing because it, they're very self-aware in it mm-hmm. and breaking the third wall and it's lots of that yeah they're lots of playing their characters in a movie so it's very like zach and miri meets clerks th- two meets jay and silent bob reboot kind of like a and, fusion you know, of other movies he's made. And I think that Kevin Smith, you know, while I do respect him for a lot of the stuff that he's done, I, you know, I just don't know if it's necessary. I know he's gotten a lot of pressure to make this movie, and I really love, I mean, the original Clerks is an f- amazing film. Mm. And the second one's not bad either, you Berserker. know. And, um, You know, it, it just, I, I don't know. There's so much self-awareness, jumping shark, and nostalgia bait that I can kind of tolerate before I feel like it's unnecessary. Um... And let's see, Al says on Facebook, I love Kevin Smith to death, but it feels like he ran out of interesting things to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. And, you know, I'll see this because, you know, revisiting some of those old Kevin Smith movies is is very fun. And, you know... Mallrats is still good. Mallrats is still a fun watch. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, the Clerks 3 trailer, I'm, I'm not so excited about. Um, Hardy Entertainment over there on YouTube says, 3,000 Years of Longing looks good. The trailer's been out a little bit. I've been seeing a lot of it in the theaters. I, um, you know, that is that is another one we talked about this one um not too long ago um uh, that it, it looks like it's probably going to be pretty good uh over the top a lot of a lot of visuals a lot of fun stuff and a, a great cast idris elba of course who who's who wouldn't want to see idris elba as a genie um but, you know, i don't know but did you see know. did you see the trailer to um the the new uh sort of Noir Who Done It, which I guess is like coming back now with another Knives Out, and then the you know the uh, the the murder on the Nile or whatever that was just. But there's a new one uh, with Sam Rockwell and uh, what's her name? That's Sersha. Hersha. Sersha. Sersha Ronan uh, called See How They Run. Um, I have not seen the trailer for this. I love Sam Rockwell. I will watch anything that he's in, but it's, uh, you know, it's got Adrian Brody, David Oyelowo, uh, Ruth Wilson, Harris Dickinson. It looks pretty fun, kind of Grand Budapest Hotel-y meets, you know, uh, Murder on the Orient Express meets Knives Out, but with Sam Rockwell as the detective, so sign me up. I'm into it. I like Detective Noir stuff. I like that old murder mystery stuff. Hmm. I think it's fun. Um. Yeah. So that trailer dropped this week. I think it's. I think it looks cute and fun. Um. Tyler says the Hocus Pocus two trailer. Yeah, Ha-ha. that's a thing. Um. For mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Um. Doesn't make a lot of sense how the Sanderson sisters can come back after the curse was broke and the black Everything flame makes candle sense is when no it makes more money. Yeah, I mean, the kids find the black flame candle, and who cares about a curse or a, a spell that was cast and made its use, and they weren't able to connect with it, and so they were banished to hell for all of eternity or whatever. You know, who? why, why does I mean, it have to make sense? Why Disney needs their money, so, you know, reasons. If anyone does not need money. 
Well, the, they Disney. want their money. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and this is something about, like, the Disney that we're going to talk about later in the show when we start talking about Thor. Um, but, like, Disney and all these movies that are just, you know, just total bait, like, you know, uh, pander bait, have no consequence. There's no sense of consequence. Like, if, okay, I thought the Sanderson sisters died. Let's, like, put it to rest. And, no, nah, well, no, because, you know, reasons. You like them, so they're never going to die ever. Um and now they're probably going to be good guys, even though in the original movie, they're like child murdering pure evil, evil people. And we're like, but now we like them. So they're the heroes. And ugh, can we just Did Binks life mean nothing to you, Disney? No. no, Binks sacrificed himself so that this sequel couldn't get made. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, Tyler says we'll use the white flame candle on Indiana Jones. Uh, I, th- I thought I saw like a teaser poster to the new Indiana Jones, and I couldn't tell if it was real or not because it looked um, so shitty. There's an, um, another Indiana Jones coming out. That's a thing too. They've are, they I think they've wrapped filming, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going into post. But um, yuck, man! I don't I don't want it. Uh, anyway. Did you have any other news that you wanted to mention? That there was it was kind of a light news week this week. I mean, Stranger yeah, no. Things wrapped up since in our in our break, right? I've never watched any of Stranger Things. I watched like the first ten minutes of the first episode of the first season, and the last season. This last season kind of stuck the landing. I did watch the new Orville episode. Orville's doing really good things. I like everything about it. Uh, if you still haven't hopped on the Orville train, do that. It's uh, really good. Yeah, it's. I've been enjoying it, even though uh, Vince, over one of our viewers on Twitch, was saying that he's not really feeling it. Uh, but I still think it's good. It's good science fiction, strong science fiction. Um, I do still agree with the the point that he made a couple episodes back. It's like, you know, when it was so comedy centric to start with, and now it's getting more serious. Some of the people that were cast for comedic purposes are you can kind of feel their performances feeling a little awkward for some of the some of the other actors that have more range. Um, yeah, but I, I think it works for that show and what it's trying to do, which is be like, uh, I watched a thing with, with Seth MacFarlane and he goes, the whole thing is you try and take what real people would be like. Right. You know, he's like, you watch Star Trek and the, you know, they're Federation officers. They're not like real everyday people. And he tries to approach it as like, what would a real person be like put in this scenario where they have that responsibility, but they're still a real person. And I think that kind of thing works out for it. Uh, but talking about unreal people, uh, the boys wrapped up too. I still haven't watched the last one. The last episode of the last season? The one that just came out Friday. Yeah, I haven't, good. I haven't watched it. It's good. Is it good? Yeah. God, it's been it's been good. Dude, the Soldier Boy stuff has been sick. Soldier Boy. Uh, what is it? Soldier Boy. Is that the Superman, Superman say? Oh, them hoes. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of TV going on right now. Uh, not a lot of whole news. I mean, like I said, Stranger Things. People were talking about Stranger Things. You know, after four seasons, finally, it, like the last two were kind of weak. This one started off really weak for me, but ended pretty nicely. Now, of course, they're gonna have one more. We'll see. Uh, the Bear. Uh, I, I finished watching season one of The Bear. Um, if you're into the hospitality industry or ever been in the hospitality industry, recommend the show. Although I have some complaints about like what kind of the, the restaurant they work in makes absolutely no sense because it's supposed to be like a Chicago beef shop. And if you've ever been to a Chicago beef shop, they're generally small, divey, and have five items on the menu. And it's like 
a beef sandwich, an Italian sausage sandwich, maybe one other sandwich, and then another sandwich. And this one, like, there's episodes where they're, like, reducing a gravy for a risotto, and they're like, what fucking restaurant is this? Like, who... Make your sandwich. Why do you Why do you have a pastry chef on staff? This is a sandwich shop. Like, who has a pastry? And it's like I get it. They're trying to build a lot of tension for, um, you know, restaurant culture. But it just doesn't make any sense that all this stuff's happening in a tiny little sandwich shop. It'd be like us going to Wes's Barbecue here in Fayetteville, and someone's like in the kitchen stressing out about a roux reduction for some <laughs> sort of, you know, souffle that they're gonna make some savory souffle. And you're like, what? This is Wes's Barbecue. Give me this. Give me the tater tots, and I'll be on my way. Um, <laughs> Chicago Beef Shop sounds like uh, one of my foreign films, is what Sam says. <laughs> That's funny. It, super beef Italian beef it's good that Stranger Things is still doing so good because Netflix apparently needs the help their uh, subscriber drop off has continued especially after they're like what about a new commercial option Uh, but I think most of the news just reported is Netflix is going to have commercials people are like forget that they're doing where there's tiered subscriptions now and you can get like a commercial option for less dollars but you have to watch Commercials, which is the whole reason you got Netflix to begin with, was to not deal with friggin' commercials. So I had my movie pass. I brought my old movie pass. Oh, I, this, there was a was a, a perfect perfect reason to pull up my old movie pass. It's around here somewhere. But the reason I was wanting to mention movie pass is because I'm worried for next <laughs> Netflix, and here's why: because Netflix. The, the thing about Netflix is it requires content to stay relevant, right? And in the streaming war that we're in, every studio, every production house, every, you know, Paramount, CBS, HBO, Disney, Warner Brothers, like everybody's wanting to have their own catalog be accessible through their own streaming service paywall so they can continue to maximize on the profits and not pay a, a third-party distribution service like Netflix to get these the content to the people. And so a, a company like Netflix, who really pioneered streaming services and streaming media in our homes and changed the game is starting is is going to lose out because they're not they never started as a studio so they don't necessarily have a giant catalog of of properties and stuff to fill up their their offerings you know and it's like everyone's like oh they don't have enough stuff and it's like they're trying really hard to make it but they don't have 20 years of back catalog like paramount and warner brothers and disney they can be like well we got all this stuff because we've been making it since well before you can remember yeah and they can't compete with amazon on that either because amazon bought mgm yep and um they bought mgm and didn't they buy another um Oh, I can't remember. But anyway, Disney bought Fox. So, you know, like these catalogs are all getting divvied up. And Netflix isn't isn't a studio. And uh, they're they're very new to the studio game. So uh, and they, of course, don't have the financial flex that Amazon does to just go. This studio belongs to me now. And this belongs to me now. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so, you know, I worry for Netflix because as these companies start pulling away content from Netflix and Netflix is not able to make original content fast enough and the stuff that they do ha- and have made honestly i think is some of the more strong stuff except for HBO Max i think HBO Max is doing really really good stuff but all these other you know exclusive services the content's kind of kind of lack but what Netflix has been doing since Netflix started you know 
Stranger Things is a, is a good example. There's some really good content, but it's not enough because we watch it all so damn fast, you know. And 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 you'll see like even Netflix with Stranger Things was like, oh God, we have to like put out an episode a week now to to wean people back so that our content lasts for more than an evening where someone just straps in and prepares themselves like with you know milk plus in the uh, chair and goes i'm gonna watch all of stranger things and like blasts through the whole thing yeah but that was one of the whole things about netflix too is it's like it's all available right now You, you can have it here it is instead of being like and here's one for today. No, you have to wait because that's I hate that. But that's new I want, stuff. I want you know old stuff. It. Binge it. New stuff. Yeah, you're part of the. See, you're a part of the problem that they created with their convenience. It's terrible. I like having it all at once, man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody does, and it's and it's what makes us fat, and it's what makes us dumb, and it's what makes us impatient and rude, and we're just not prepared. We can't handle it all. You know, we can't know, be trusted with all of that power and responsibility. I waited for all the episodes of Boys to be released before I, before I watched it because I liked it better that way, watching it all. But, you know, they're like hour-long episodes, so it, uh, you know, I spread it out over a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tyler says he can handle it and to blast his ass. I don't know if that's a that's a different subscription service that I don't know if we provide here on the Drive-In Speaker Box. Uh, Vince says, I don't understand when Netflix deletes a Netflix original from the service too much bandwidth. Sometimes that has to do with property IP ownership and uh, sometimes negotiations with talent and cast and, or cast and crew. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of legalities because Netflix, some of the stuff that says Netflix original is not necessarily Netflix produced. So some of those things that you see that say Netflix original, it's, it's more like Netflix exclusive. Hmm. And they, um, they have the exclusive rights to that, which may or may have been produced from a different company or a different studio, but they have exclusive, like a lot of anime. Um, uh, that, yeah, they, they put Netflix original on it, but it's been released on uh, NHK for, mm-hmm. for years. years or, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, when you start seeing some of that stuff, it's that's generally when, you know, uh, like Stranger Things will never leave Netflix because that is Netflix produced. Um, but, you know, for example, like that anime we were talking about, you know, you, that might disappear because while it was a Netflix original, it was not necessarily produced by Netflix. Um, well, when they buy old shows, they go back and they say, oh, this is now a Netflix original or a Hulu original because I think they did the Hulu original thing with... Uh, they they did that with Orville, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I th- like Brooklyn Nine Nine when it started changing hands. I think it now says like Hulu or Peacock or or something like that because it was on Fox, but it was bought by NBC, who was the one that originally had uh, opted for the property, but then sold it because they it gets confusing. But uh, yeah, just because you see original on something doesn't mean that it belongs to them. Just like uh, when you buy something on Amazon to stream you don't necessarily own it it says buy it or rent it i'm gonna buy it so i can own it forever you yeah. only own it as long as it's just Amazon, yeah rental until they decide it's not exactly so um, speaking of i have a netflix disc that i really need to send back because i've had been it. charging you for it oh yeah for like 12 years what is it some samurai movie that was really dumb and i can't even get through it uh-huh i, I should send it back 
Yeah, it's like hentai samurai Sakura <laughs> Adventure Nine Thousand. No, it's about like a blind samurai. Is like Zatoichi? A, no, not not anything cool. It's mm. like a dude who becomes blind, and it's not interesting. It's real <laughs> slow paced. What do you have against blind people? Not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, yeah, Netflix. It's 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 a strange time. Yeah, we still got the Pinocchio DVD over no, here. Thanks, Sam. Um. Let's see. Anyway, uh, that's that's what's been going on. Uh, we need to tell you what's coming out this weekend, which is a resounding not much. Um, this weekend, a very, very, very light weekend in theaters um, we, because nobody wants to compete with Thor. Right. We're, we're getting absolutely nothing this weekend. Uh, although, you know, um, Marcel, the shell with shoes on, is now in about 30 theaters nationwide. Don't know if that's going to trickle here to Northwest Northwest Arkansas or wherever it is you are listening or watching us from. But uh, probably the biggest thing that's getting a nationwide release is Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh, it's directed by Olivia Newman. Um, it's starring Daisy Edgar Jones and Taylor John Smith. Uh, it's it's about this woman who raised herself in the marshes uh, in the Deep South because that's the you know that's the place where everybody likes to film right now uh becomes a suspect in the murder of a man she was once involved with and um you know definitely an olive branchy looking uh looking movie poster and title but it's going it's up in theaters against you know thor and that's not a not a great one uh also speaking of what we were talking about earlier with um famous people uh being voices of animals but not actually um acting we've got the new film paws of fury the legend of hank which is not related to kung fu panda uh, i don't believe even though it looks completely like a ripoff of kung fu panda no this one's like a nickelodeon movie in it yes and it's the voices of michael Sarah, ricky gervais george takei uh gabriel iglesias mel brooks uh demon hansu uh michelle yo uh samuel jackson uh i mean you've got just a whole bunch of celebrity voices you know when samuel jackson's like what the ever happened? He's just doing Samuel Jackson stuff. He's not playing a character. He's just being Samuel Jackson in the form of an animated Asian cat. And like that's uh, poor voice actors. Um, yeah, so that's coming out this weekend. And that's about it, honestly. So not a whole lot to choose from new in the theaters. Uh, you're going to get a lot of uh, breathing room for your Thors and your other blockbusters that are the Minions and all that jazz. A lot of, a lot of kids' movies this this uh, in theaters this weekend. So, yeah, you can check it out. You know what was exciting that I saw at our theater that we will hopefully be getting soon because they got the poster for it. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Well, pull out your Saiyan guy. My Gogeta? The Gogeta that just lives on My. the table and never never sees the light of camera. Well, it's because he's just too cool, dude. There he is. Yeah, so. Hell yeah. Um, Hardy Entertainment says he liked the Netflix DVD service, as did I, because you could it's get... It's still there. You, it still exists. You got to pay a premium for it, but you can get a lot of stuff. Um, they you can have, get things that you can't stream. Exactly. You can get a lot of stuff. Uh, let's see. Tyler says, why have IMAX tickets for Nope still not shown up? Um, nope doesn't come out until, I want to say, the 22nd. Uh, that that's not this weekend, but the next, mm. um, that's, that's when that one's coming out. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that one a little bit more next week, but, uh, those are your new offerings in theaters this week. So there you have it, folks. That's what's coming out. So let's, uh, 
let's 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 re- let's review the new the new Thor. Um, let's 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 do it. It's that time. Um, we saw Thor: Love and Thunder. We did. We did. And um, Thor, vaguely metal ish, the movie. Oh, where, yes, stealing every 70s and 80s rock and roll band font. Um, Well, it was like, Thor, it's going to be heavy metal, rock and roll time. And it was like, this could be cool. And then it was like, only silly transitions of Guns N' Roses song. Like, really, really (laughs) soft metal. Uh, But anyway, of course, this is the fourth Thor film. Um, you Which know, means it has more than any of the others, right? Because money. Because uh, Avengers, they did two, and then they did the two-parter. Well, right? and so. and here's why. You know, so Thor, back in 2011, you'll remember this is this is a movie that uh, about was it was a Shakespearean drama, uh, essentially um, about like family murder and all this kind of stuff and they're like oh man who's gonna who should we get to do a Shakespearean sort of superhero movie well we'll get Kenneth Branagh because he's the Shakespeare guy and what a talented director and everybody was like this movie was kind of boring and uh, you know this is uh, told Thor's story but you know uh, it wasn't wasn't radical enough and then the second one came out they tried to introduce it into the kind of the Avengers storyline and it was whatever and everyone's like well you know it's still kind of boring and evil elf alien yeah. stupid things and then guardians of the galaxy happened and they're like well uh let's take these characters that no one has a whole lot of vested interest in and just throw a whole bunch of shit at the wall and make a bunch of jokes and make it make it an action comedy let's like let's like make lethal weapon in space and uh they're like all right let's do it and it worked and they're like oh man oh geez maybe nobody cares enough about Thor anymore since these two movies sucked and let's Guardians of the Galaxy it. Let's just go ahead and do that. And then Thor Ragnarok happened. They're like, let's get Taika Waititi because everybody thinks he's freaking hilarious. And they did and it made all the money and everyone's like, oh my God, I completely forgot about the other two Thor movies and the fact that Chris Hemsworth's performance as Thor in the first one is nothing like Chris Hemsworth's performance as Thor in the last one because now it's just... anything else. It's just Chris Hemsworth being Chris Hemsworth now. And uh, because audiences like that we're no longer playing characters we're like i like that celebrity he's hot and kind of funny and i'd ha- i'd like to have a beer with that guy so let's put him in a cave give him a hammer and watch him do silly stuff and they're like it worked they're like taika watiti's funny he made a cameo in the last one so let's put him in every 15 seconds of this movie and uh if there's not a if there's not a moment of space let's have taika watiti go hey what's up bro and you know just add that in there and then we'll talk about Thor's penis, and then we'll talk about uh, what are we we're we gonna we're gonna do all of this all of this just insanity. We'll give we'll give kids laser guns because you know kids want to buy stuff, so we'll give them a big scene to where teddy bears have lightning and and everybody's a, a superhero, and the kids are gonna love that. And what else? We're gonna just compile this this two hour long series of cool ideas, and then oh god, I guess we're gonna try to figure out how to put a plot around this. Oh yeah, let's get Christian Bale. <laughs> uh, so the 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 villain plot in the movie is loose and and also the best part of the movie yeah which is it, swept under most of the rug right yeah because they got to focus on their jokes and and uh uh 
Russell Crowe being awful. <laughs> you know, Which, they, they did. So I read an interview where they were, uh, Russell Crowe was saying that he did two different versions. He did uh, he did Zeus with no accent and then Zeus with the Greek accent. And they went with Zeus with the Greek accent. Okay, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Because that's... Uh, he was probably the best part of the whole movie, maybe. May- maybe. I mean, I really like Tyler on YouTube said he said um, that it was the coolest villain in a little while. I really, really did like uh, Christian Bale as Gore, but I felt that it didn't get enough screen time. It did not get enough screen time, and they made him like they're like, dude, this guy's ominous af, and then they're like, but he's also a jokester. But not really. Yeah. So. Uh, There was a lot of things that they threw out and they give you things for a minute and you're like, well, this is cool. And then you're like, well, forget about it. Like Thor had his cool heavy metal intro where he's like the rocker dude with the vest and he's like hero of the universe. And everyone's like, yes, this guy rules. And they're like, and that's done. And they're like, they're making him more and more and more of a dipshit as each one of these movies comes out because like by the the second film you know he'd learned some lessons He's like if i've got to be a protector of asgard i gotta have some responsibility and then he like lost his eye and he's like oh if i gotta protect my friends and then this one he's like yo dude <laughs> and well, so the the thor uh, and jane relationship part was actually pretty good uh that was like a uh, human story to tell within this goofball movie and that part was was I actually kind of liked that part like the why they they grew apart and how they split up and how neither one of them really wanted to but they were closing themselves off uh to protect themselves and ended up hurting themselves and each other in the process and so it was a very human story to tell and that part of it was why we have movies and and stories and things like that but then you have it where Tessa Thompson comes in and does something stupid and you have Korg say something goofy and then you have a goat scream the goat as loud as possible which I, oh when they God. first brought him in was funny and then it continued the whole movie and well and, and it felt like I was watching a, like at least for the first hour anyway that I was watching like you know 30 second TikTok videos that have been compiled into an hour long well, like true. whatever the, the coherency of the movie is not there it's very chopped up and they jump from scene to scene and they don't explain it and they're like oh here we are and, and it ends with a punchline and yeah it's and like, they'll, they'll do something like put on an outfit just to take it off and, and make a goat scream at the camera yeah and and so the uh, the the coherency of the movie kind of pulls you out of it quite a bit um just to move on to the next comedy joke because like we don't know how to end this so we're just going to cut immediately to this oh and here's another joke and it, and it keeps moving and the parts of it where they get kind of serious are are the good parts and and there's just not enough of that with gore uh and the kidnapped children and his reason for taking these asgardian children uh, I wish they would have explained him more instead of being like, here's his origin and we're going to jump forward an unknown amount of years. Well, and I also wish, and this is just me being nitpickety, um, you know, one of my problems with, with the Thor Ragnarok and then Thor, um, you know, Love and Thunder is not that I don't think that they're entertaining films, right? I, You know, it, the, the sum of their parts, the parts... I think are are a lot of cool scenes that you watch a thing and you're like, ha, that was cool. But you know, a lot of those scenes back to back, a good movie does not make, you know, at the end of it, you're like looking at the sum of its parts. And I don't think that it succeeds in that sense and plugging it into the, the MCU. I think it makes it even weaker because, you know, we just got off the coattails of, 
a movie about a parent who lost a child and went crazy and decided to kill everybody. And uh, and I saw that already, and it was it was Doctor Strange, Mom, M O M, Mouth of Madness, and it was like, I'm angry parent, you took my kid away, everyone's gonna die. And then okay, got it, cool, that worked. And now we're like running right into another movie with the exact same villain plotline. It's like, you took my kid away, I'm gonna kill you, everybody's gonna die. And it's like, um, could we have at least shaken this up a little bit or not connected the universes so that these two plot lines didn't seem so freaking similar? Because if I had just separated these two movies as not being interconnected, it wouldn't have bothered me so much. But this, to you know, this is technically... A sequel to the last Marvel property that we made because they have spent god not awful number of years pounding in our head to all of these movies that are, are sequels to the other ones and I and it's and I, I don't like that hmm I didn't even think about that but yeah I mean yeah this movie's full of cool moments you know full of rad moments too you know and like the, the doing shit with the axe and like you know, cool triumphant scenes and like throwing that lightning bolt up at Zeus was badass. And uh, you know, there's some pretty rad. Uh, its name is Thunderbolt. Excuse, that's right, Thunderbolt. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I just I didn't feel like the whole movie was as badass as all those individual scenes were. Um, so yeah, it was it was it kind of felt weird for me watching this movie. Um, cause I, I wanted more from it, but I, I, you know, Taika Waititi is a, a very, a very talented dude, you know, and I'm looking forward to make more Jojo rabbits and less Thor threes. Yes. 100%. Um, Tyler says this movie made me want to really want a Taika Waititi flash Gordon. I'd be okay with that. I think that would work. That'd be really pretty cool. Right. I mean, this is the, this is our Flash Gordon resident uh, expert over here. The only thing is, you know, he would cast himself as Ming. He's not well. I don't want that. Yeah. Is Max Max von Sydow still alive, or didn't is he still alive? Did did he die last year? No, he was in a Star Wars. I don't. Yeah, think he, he died. was in the first one of the new three. Is Max? If Max von Sydow is still alive, then get on it, Tyga. Then he's gonna have to be Ming. Uh, Al says he's dead. Uh, so well, that must, must have died my recently. entire life. Twenty twenty, so ah, two so years ago. Two years I ago. knew I'd heard about it recently. Okay, so CG Max von Sydow. <laughs> yeah, deep fake him. Yeah, we can do it. Uh, we have the technology. But uh, I, man, I will watch a Flash Gordon movie uh, for sure, uh, and that would be a better hero movie and than- tongue in cheek hero movie i think you you know the property lends itself to somebody like taika watiti to to have fun with it you know yeah the hawkman and the uh, and him being a football guy you know just kind of the absurdity of it all mm-hmm. um yeah I, I i would be into that well you so there's different origins of flash you know he can be football or he can be a track star or he can be an wh- earth whatever. athlete yeah yeah um but anyway, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. You know, uh, I, I thought I, I was I was thankful that the runtime was only two hours. That was that yeah. was good. That was a, a plus. Uh, there was fun little moments. Um, I liked the relationship between Thor and the two weapons. I think that was my favorite relationship in the whole movie. Well, that was um, too goofy. Well, it, they 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 hammered it too not to pun intended hammered it a little too too hard there. Um, but there were some funny moments. Uh, establishing that because those 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 
inanimate objects can't talk and the 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 joke didn't need to be just beaten over the head um but yeah i could have done with i could have done with a lot not being in it like the goats and the 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 pandering child scene where every kid becomes a thor and i mean it was just like a well, okay. It seemed like a, so with that, a if, Ghostbusters toy commercial where right. it was like, I'm a Ghostbuster now! You know, but if that's been available the whole time, why has he not? My point. Because Ultron would have been nothing if he was able to do that. Everything would have been nothing. If he'd been like, all of these people around here, you're Thor for the next 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, me too. But I guess it only works on kids because we got to make it for the kids. These kids movies, we got to make for the kids because kids got to like the kids stuff. And uh, every time I hear somebody say something like that, I just, my, my, my always default response is, some of the most favorite and beloved movies of all time that resonate with both kids and adults alike did not pander to the kids. You make something that everyone likes, and then guess what? Everyone likes it. You don't have to like go, but for your kids, fuck your kids. Like They will learn. If it's good, they'll like it. Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park are not children's movies, but they are beloved by children. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, even the original Iron Man, not necessarily a kid's movie, but ended up being adored by kids. And, uh, you know, you don't have to make everything fart and scream and talk about a butt, like, to make the kids happy, you know, or give kids superpower. Like, it's just, yeah, oh my God, like, it's not always about the kids. I'm sorry you worship your children, but maybe a little less... A little less worship will make them grow up to be better humans. Um, just like the generations before us, you know? Like, I grew up fine, you know? I wasn't, everything didn't revolve around me. All the movies that I watched, my parents loved. And uh, they were awesome, awesome movies. So, eh. That's true. I have a lot of T2 toys. And Terminator, which is definitely not made for, with kids in mind. James Cameron wasn't like, and then he picks up this minigun and blasts everyone. Kids are going to love it. <laughs> kids are going to love it. Yeah. Adam says the children are profitable, and to a to a point, because the the funny thing is, is adults with kids are the most profitable because kids aren't going out to the theater dropping their money on it, right? They're getting it money from the parents because the kids want to go. But if the parents also want to go and the parents think the toy's rad and the kids think the toy's rad, you sell double toys, and uh, you know, so it's a win win. Actually, it just is harder creatively to make something like that. I mean, you look at you look at um, Hayao Miyazaki. He was making things, not going. You know what? I really gotta sell these toys. But guess whose movies have more merchandise like made after them than almost any other kids' movies in the history of kids' movies? It's Hayao Miyazaki. You can buy a Miyazaki anything now. And, I mean, there's a Kodama right there. Yeah, he's grabbing it. Um, I mean, there, there's there's some Miyazaki right there. Um, you know, and, and as Tyler said, Star Wars toys were like the most profitable toys ever, and that movie didn't pander to children necessarily. And also, the toys were a second thought to, you know, uh, uh, the, George Lucas couldn't get anybody to make these toys. And that's why he went to Kenner, which was a dying toy manufacturer, and was like, hey, you want to make these toys? 
please? And uh, they're like, well, I guess. We're not doing anything. No one buys our pieces of shit toys. So Kenner made them. And uh, and then, you know, no one wanted the rights to them. So Lucas kept all that with a slight kickback to Kenner. And then created one of the most profitable, like, toy-generating movies ever. Because he just made a good movie. And uh, so, and, yeah, focusing just on the kids is 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 a is a short-term investment well, but that doesn't have long-term profitability. I think this movie has scenes of it. It's not entirely dedicated to it because, I mean, they do end up, um, you know, they cost quite a bit and they're like, they have nudie scenes and they, they're like, well, this character is LGBTQ and kids are going to have to ask you about that to find out for themselves. And then they have some pretty gnarly death stuff and uh then there's the cancer thing there's some yeah but hit. no one actually dies in this movie there's zero consequence well one person two people die no yeah two people die i'm no the bad guy two but people. only after he turned into a good guy yeah. and then um that's it Literally, no one else had a sad, tragic ending. So, all right. So, Tyler brings up when Christian Bale, when when Gore the God Butcher shows up and he's in the cage with the children because they're telling stories of Thor and how he's going to come save them, and he appears out of the shadows. He's like, "That's fun. Look at this animal rip its head off!" And kids are like freaking out. That's what the movie needed more of was was the the villain being a villain and being terrifying. But instead, he shows up every two or three seconds just to be like, "Hey." I'm still here. And they're like, oh, yeah. Don't forget me. The I'm driving, the reason this movie's here. The driving plot of the movie. Uh, going back in the comments there, I wanted to mention this. Al on Facebook <laughs> said, uh, he said, he, this comment, I, I, I read it incorrectly the first time because I thought he said, man, children are the most profitable. But then I realized he said, man, children are the most profitable. And I was like, yes, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, look behind you. Yeah. Um, anyway. But uh, as Adam said on YouTube, burn and churn, forgettable content. That yeah. is what that is what so much of this stuff is. And then, but they want a lot of these people want to churn and burn, but they want that huge long uh, cult fandom. They're trying to find out how to 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 get both. It's like how do we get this long term obsessed obsessed fandom, but also churn and burn it. And I don't think those two things. Um, work together and uh, I think that's why so much of our content we're getting so much content and so much of it is just watered down um, but you know you don't have to take my word for it dun 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 um, reading, reading uh, Rainbow overall anyway. it's not not a bad movie but no I had fun there's, there's things that they did that would have been cool if they would have stuck with it like the whole rock and roll heavy metal theme type thing like the movie opens with if they would have done something like that through the whole movie because it starts out and it does the marvel theme and it's kind of like it starts out original and then it goes into like a shreddy guitar but you're like hey this is rad and then it cuts off and it's like that's all you get you just get the taste of what it could have been uh but that's all it is and then it skips something else and you're like well Thor's super lame, but then he becomes heavy metal rock and roll dude, and it's like, um, what was that video game with with Jack Black, where you're like, 
the rock brutal legend oh, brutal legend it was like yeah. brutal legend for a few minutes and you're like this is sick and he does the he does like jean claude van damme splits between two motorcycles by these like heavy metal chicken speaking, people speaking and, of van damme splits as tyler said on youtube the van damme split scene with thor um because it was a, yeah he even did the van damme like scream yell i mean it yeah. was clearly ah, a ah, yeah like, and it was sick it was yeah it was pretty fun and then they're like because you it was well, a van damme reference yeah and they're like well that's all you get and you're like no the keep the movie exactly this this is so good and they're like nope it's done uh and then you know they they just move on to the next thing so it was kind of like he had like taika waititi and and chris hemsworth had an idea board and they just like threw a bunch of darts at it and like okay well we threw too many darts but i really don't want to get rid of of this one yeah so let's find a way to cram them all in there uh but I still think Russell Crowe was probably the best part. Yeah, I I enjoyed the scene the the in in the the Hall of the Gods. Like, there's a lot of great scenes. Like, you know, I'm not saying so. I I can I can say a lot of pick apart things about a movie that at the end of the day I enjoyed. I enjoyed my time in the theater watching I, Thor. It was better but, than Thor three. Uh, everything's better than Thor two. Yeah, so there you go. You know, there you go. Um, let's see. Adam says, I'm glad y'all liked Bale. That was who I was excited for. You'll enjoy his performance. I mean, Christian Bale's a great, talented actor. There's just not enough of him. Oh, and the CG in this movie is really distracting. So if if the visual effects uh, are something that can bother you, they're not done very well in this movie. Yeah, for something that had rough such CGI. Yeah, like when you when Christian Bale's first introduced and that like dude grabs him and it's like all jumbly on the blue screen mm-hmm. or whatever. It, some yeah, of it's it, a little weird. Yeah, it's... It could be better. Well, let's wrap it on up with the box office roundup, you guys. Uh, Each week, if you are new to the show, we give you the box office roundup at the end of the show. Uh, The reason we give you this is because money talks. Follow the money. And uh, like any detective, follow the money and you'll find the answers. Uh, We give you the top ten movies in America, how they performed. And uh, you can can usually see uh, what's going to leave theaters, what's going to get a sequel, what's happening in the movie world by following the money. So this year or this week, we're going to give you the domestic totals for July 8th through 10th. These are just United States numbers because that's what the studios look at the most. Uh, and we will start with number 10, work our way up to number one. Take it away, Jane. All right. Number 10, still hanging in there. One of the movies we talked about tonight, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness brought in $245,000. Uh, but that brings its domestic total up to $411 million. So it's not like it's hurting. It's been in theaters for 10 weeks. Uh, so it's had its fair run, no doubt. Uh, number nine coming in, uh, dropping from number seven, Mr. Malcolm's List in its second week of release, uh, which is not nearly a wide a, release, though. Nearly a 70% drop, though, bringing in only 255000 uh for its domestic total of $1.6 million. It actually got dropped from theaters. It was only it only opened up <coughs> in about 1,400 theaters nationwide, and this week it like lost 300, so yeah. that's uh, that's not good. Yeah, I, I, have you seen a trailer for this? I saw one. Probably not. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, number eight, uh, coming in, actually coming up the ranks, uh, increasing uh, with a 25% increase. Marcel the Shell with shoes on, 322000 uh, bringing its domestic total after three weeks, just shy of a million dollars uh, to... 945,000 for its total. And keep in mind though, this is only in less than 50 theaters. So the average per theater that this is generating is actually more than the number 2 movie in America. So 
every theater that this movie's in more is doing really well. Three, because the number two is bringing in oh, big, ten, big yep. dollars. Yep, more than number three. So it would have been it would be number three if you applied this metric to more theaters. Yeah, but there you go. Uh, in its fourth week, coming in at number seven, Lightyear uh, with a fifty percent drop, bringing in. <sighs> Just over $3 million for its domestic total of $112.5 million. Uh, not what Disney wanted to see. I'm I don't think so. Absolutely certain. Cause These numbers aren't going to infinity and beyond. Yeah, so uh, that Chris not doing as well as the other. Because um, uh, what, what's his uh, Chris? The Captain Evans? Kirk. Yeah, no, Captain Kirk. Pine? Yeah, Chris Pine's the voice of Lightyear in that. I thought um, it was Chris Evans. No, Chris Evans is Captain America. Oh. All these Chris's, <coughs> uh, they all look the same to me. They might, yeah. Uh, coming in number six, The Black Phone, and it's third week. I didn't realize it had already been out for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing in $7.7 million. That's uh, pretty good, uh, too. That is a 36% drop, but... Uh, it's a horror movie, and it bring in a total of just under $62.5 million. Pretty uh, good for a horror movie. Not bad for a horror movie. And yeah. I reviewed this one, Lightyear, and Elvis all on the last episode of the Drive and Speaker Box. So you can, oh, really? Yeah, that was a jam-cram show. It was just me sitting here in the chair going through three whole movies. Like I was too fire. sick to watch it, and I haven't gone back yet because I guess I'm a... a bad person how was black phone pretty, pretty it was good creepy it was creepy i wasn't scary it was i mean it was it was like the kid spooky. answers yeah. the phone and it's the children that have yeah. been murdered talking to him yeah right? so it's not you'd like you actually like it and ethan hawk is the killer or mm-hmm. something like that he does great yeah He's, ethan hawk's a good actor yeah, yeah he does good stuff uh coming in number five in its fifth week jurassic world dominion also nearly a 50 percent drop bringing in uh 8.6 million this weekend which I'm astonished by when it's going up against something like Thor uh, mm-hmm. to still hold that kind of money-making power in five weeks. Uh, it's domestic total coming at $350.5 million. Um, Proving <coughs> that it doesn't have to be good to take our money. Right. Yeah. Mm. Well, dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, doesn't even have to make sense. Who, who cares if it makes sense? Where did Giganotosaurus come from? Where did these Kezacotylus come from? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they were bred and raised and, and how come all these dinosaurs are being able to make uh, offspring and out of the 35 dinosaurs that escaped, how are there now millions and millions across the world? How did the herbivores travel across continental borders with oceans and seas between with nothing them? to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and no way to swim that far. There's no way a Triceratops is going to be like, you know what? I can make Let's it. Let's do this. Yeah. Atlantic Ocean ain't shit. Just start, yeah, just dog paddling. Yeah, there's just no way. Uh, but who cares? You know, because dollars. Uh, coming in number four, Elvis, uh, bringing in a total of eleven point two million, uh, and its domestic total is now at ninety one point three after three weeks of release. Also, didn't realize that one had been out that long. Was it mm-hmm. good? I I enjoyed Elvis. Okay, I thought yeah. uh, I Boz Lerman. You <coughs> couldn't have picked a better director for the movie. Um, well, Pretty cool. uh, uh, Lisa Marie said that like that was she's like that's my dad on screen. So, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. big praises coming out before the movie was released. So that's good to hear that it was uh, good. Uh, and then another one hanging in tough, and I'm glad to see that this one is making more money than things like <sighs> Jurassic World. So much money. T- 
Top Gun Maverick in its seventh week, bringing in more dollars than Jurassic Park uh, at wow. 11 point, no, no, 15 and a half million dollars this week. For for being seven weeks out and still in the top three, especially when you got a Jurassic World out there and a light year out there, like, damn, bruh. Yeah, killing it. Uh, damn. And, and it's in the billion dollar club. So, oh, nice. International, because it's yep. domestic totals just under $600 million. But you know what? Top Gun Maverick is sick. Yeah, uh, it's it uh, 1.1 billion. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good job, Tom Cruise. Killing it. You did it. Uh, some, I was reading somewhere <laughs> that uh, the, uh, uh, the, the other actor in that, what's his name? Miles uh, Teller? Yeah, Miles Teller, he teased another Top Gun. Please don't. Mm, yeah, don't. Don't do that. Don't uh, do go it. You made, your billion. you made your billion. Yeah, I mean, one. Be satisfied. You, you wouldn't be able to have Maverick in it except for being like a, hey, go out there and do it, rooster. And no one wants to watch a rooster movie. That's no, dumb. No People want Maverick. And right. you kind of just let it be the end here. Uh, <coughs> but coming in at number two in its second week of release, dropping from that number one spot to give it up to uh, what will be announced in a moment. Minions Rise of Gru brought in $46.1 million this week the alone. The internet's an insane place. Yeah. I mean, have you read all the controversy about Minions? No. So there is a TikTok phenomenon going on right now called um, uh, it's, it's Gentle Minions. And you, it's a bunch of, you know, teenagers and, or, you know, uh, yeah, generally teenagers dressing in like suits or minions, like, and then going to like formal wear and then going and like basically, you know, cash mobbing these theaters. But in the, in the scenes of the movie, anywhere, anytime there's like a minion or Gru, I, I, I don't remember, I don't know the intricacies of the, how the meme game works everyone just goes bananas and starts screaming and throwing stuff in the theaters but it's gotten so bad that uh there's several theaters and theater chains in the uk that have already banned this movie and are removing it from theaters because there's there's destruction of property all these Mm -hmm. people that are trying to go internet viral by doing more and more insane stuff in the theaters um they're like no if you come dressed as a minion or you come dressed in formal wear to this movie we will not accept you and some of them like i said straight removing the theater the the movie completely that's a bummer because it sounds like it could be a fun thing yeah you know uh, but you know leave it to the internet and you know no one respects shit anymore so can't have nice things yeah that's a bummer because the minions can be fun i don't see the appeal myself but i have a family member that has down syndrome my fiance also has a family member with down syndrome they're obsessed with minions uh and my family has long been convinced that they uh that are that they can understand the language of the minions <laughs> you know it's like because they they talk the same thing but uh, so I can see the fun in them, especially for uh, a specific audience of, of children and, and, and people that I think have that grown the minions, up with that kind of thing. The Minions franchise just entered the Billion Dollar Club as well. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, but that's <laughs> you know, all of them. I, I see the appeal, but I hate that people are taking it too far and, and making something that could be a lot of fun. Uh, and, and, and turn it into dumbass internet yeah, shit. Yeah, making it too much. Uh, but uh, the number one movie that Minions lost its top spot to released this past weekend... Thor, Love and Thunder, bring in $144 million. Quite an opening. $100 million more than the next movie on the list. Uh, that's an average of $33,000 per screen. Yeah, that's it's, it's, it's nailing it. So uh, good job, Thor. Good job, Disney. Good job, Taika Waititi. Giving the people what uh, clearly the recipe that we like and want. 
Um, even though reviews or people are like it's not as good as the last one, and it's like uh, it's definitely better than Thor three. Honestly. Yeah. Um, Vince says, since opening the Despicable Me films along with their, oh, four billion. My bad. Um, yeah, I misspoke. So, yeah, four billion. I knew it was a billion something or another. So, four billion globally. Yeah, good job, millions or minions. Mil, mil, minions. Millions. Billions. I was trying to put minions and billions. It just it didn't work. They can't all be winners, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there you go. So, yeah, that's your box office roundup for this week, July 8th through 10th, 2022. Booyah. Uh, not much coming out next week. Uh, maybe some fun showing of something will be out there. I don't know if I'm going to see where the crowd ads sing or not. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen next week on the Driving Speaker Box? We don't because we didn't plan that far ahead. So, um, but... If you want, make sure to tell your friends. Uh, don't let the moth free. I saw your hand on. It's the gonna, end of the show. I'm gonna take it outside and set it free, so it won't die in here. Okay, um, I like that idea. But uh, but yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Thanks, uh, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. You can join <laughs> in on all the fun on our streaming thing. You can watch old episodes. But if you want to just listen to it on the go, you can subscribe to wherever you subscribe. Oh, thanks for the uh, follow there, Opala Koala. Uh, now we just got to get you to sub. But um, yeah, you can download this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. So uh, be that Spotify or Apple Music or Google Music or iHeartRadio. Like, wherever you go, you can find the drive-in speaker box. So, there you go. Yeah, and uh, before we go, Vince uh, mentioned Fathom Events. Keep an eye out for that. Those are always something for weeks like this that don't have a lot going on. Or like we talked about earlier, Clark's 3 is uh, uh, advertised as being like a two-day theater run uh, through Fathom Events. Just like saying Jane Silent Bob Reboot was, was a Fathom Event thing. Uh, plenty going on. I think Ghibli Fest might be happening still. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but he mentioned One Piece of Gold uh, will ah. be shown as a Fathom event. It looks pretty good. Um, uh, Luffy and, and Shanks re-meet and, or something like that. So uh, we'll see. And I don't know how Dragon Ball Super Superheroes being released. It may be a Fathom event because uh, they do that kind of thing. But uh, keep an eye out for those kinds of things and, and show older movies and, and uh limited release uh some some love at the theater for that so heck yeah well all right guys we will catch you next week take care bye-bye see ya as you leave the theater folks please be careful don't let this happen to your car be sure to remove the speaker before you leave if you should accidentally pull a speaker loose please turn it in at our snack bar or box office thank you